Welcome to the What is Stoicism podcast. Today's Stoic story takes the form of two short anecdotes from the life of the philosopher Pasonius Agrippinus. Agrippinus's father was put to death by the Roman Emperor Tiberius on a charge of treason, and Agrippinus himself was accused of the same thing around 67 AD and was banished from Italy. Examples from Agrippinus's life are used by Epictetus in his discourses to demonstrate to his students what it truly means for one to desire only what is up to them and to be adverse to what is not. They also show how the Stoics in general believed in practicing the virtue of courage by sticking to one's principles in the face of adversity and trying to do the right thing, even if it could result in negative consequences. Here's how Epictetus shares the two short anecdotes. What was it that Agrippinus used to say? I'm not going to make obstacles for myself. He was informed that his case was being heard in the Senate. That may be, he said, but it's the fifth hour now. This was when it was his custom to exercise and take a cold bath. So let's go and exercise. Afterwards, someone came up to him and said, You've been condemned. To exile, says he, or death. Exile. What about my property? It's not been seized. So let's go to Arisia then and have breakfast there. That's what it's like to have trained oneself properly, to have made desire immune to impediment and aversion immune to encountering what it wants to avoid. I am condemned to death. If it happens straight away, I die. If after a short delay, I eat first, since the time has come for it, and then I'll die later. How? as is proper for someone who's giving back what was not their own. When the Roman historian Florus asked Agrippinus whether he should appear at the Roman Emperor Nero's theatrical shows, which were ridiculous plays Nero wrote and ordered participation in under pain of death or banishment, Agrippinus replied, appear by all means. But when Florus asked him why he wasn't going himself, Agrippinus replied, because I don't even stop to consider it. The point is that as soon as someone starts to deliberate about this kind of thing, weighing up the relative values of externals and making a decision on that basis, he's not far off being one of those people who are unaware of his own role. I mean, what are you asking me? Which is preferable, death or life? Life, of course. Pain or pleasure? Pleasure, of course. But if I refuse to take part in the tragedy, I'll lose my head. Go ahead then, take part, but I won't. Why me and not you? Because you're thinking of yourself as just one thread in the toga. What does that mean? You're bound to care about how to be similar to other people, just as a thread too wants to be no different from all the other threads. But I'd like to be the purple. The little bit of brightness that makes all the rest seem fair and lovely. So why are you telling me to conform to the majority? How, in that case, would I be the purple? Epictetus actually expands on this lesson with another example. Helvidius Priscus saw this too and acted on the insight. When Vespasian told him not to attend a meeting of the Senate, he replied, You have the power to disqualify me as a senator, but as long as I am one, I'm obliged to attend meetings. All right then, attend the meeting, says Vespasian, but don't say anything. Don't ask me for my opinion and I'll keep quiet but I'm bound to ask you, and I'm bound to say what seems right. But if you speak, I'll have you killed. Did I ever tell you that I was immortal? 
You do your job, and I'll do mine. Yours is to put me to death, and mine to die fearlessly. Yours is to send me into exile, and mine to leave without grieving. So did Priscus do any good? After all, he was just a single individual. But what good does the purple do to Toga? All it does is stand out in it as purple, and serve as a model of beauty for the rest of the threads. If someone else had been told by Caesar in such circumstances not to attend a meeting of the Senate, he'd have said, thank you for letting me off. Not that Caesar would have stopped that sort of person from attending. He'd have known that he'd either just have sat there like a stoppered jug, or, if he did open his mouth, it would only be to say what he knew Caesar wished him to say, and even improve on it. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the What is Stoicism podcast. If you'd like to support the show, please consider taking a second to leave a rating and a review. It's a good way to let me know you're getting value from the content, and it helps more people discover the show. I appreciate your support. Thanks so much. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, I recommend checking out the Stoic Handbook podcast by John Brooks. It's one I've been a fan of myself for a while. It has great reviews. John publishes regular episodes that are always filled with practical wisdom, and it's available on all the usual podcast platforms. You can also find it on the web at stoichandbook.buzzsprout.com. Thanks again for listening.